Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply so the season gets off to the worst possible start as Burnley lose at home to Brighton and Hove Albion despite taking a one-goal lead in the first half. You're listening or watching Turfcast Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome along to another episode of Turfcast Podcast here on your favourite podcast provider or YouTube of course if you are uh, watching the uh, vodcast as we like to call it. But yeah, just as I said in the intro then, not the best start to the season, not the start that we were hoping for. Me and Johnny were saying it on the previous podcast that the Brighton game was quite a big one despite it only being the first game of the season and despite it being, well we said it before a ball was even kicked didn't we, um, that the Brighton game was quite a big, a big one simply because of the fixtures coming up after the Brighton game. Now, I don't want to start the podcast all full of doom and gloom, but let's just go through that because a few people on uh, social media have given me, well, the page, uh, a bit of grief uh, for saying that, you know, it it was a big game to lose and things like that. But that's simply because of the the fixtures that we've got coming up. Of course, next on Saturday at 12.30, we've got Liverpool. All right, admittedly, we've done all right at Liverpool recently, but still, you've got to look at that one and expect that we're going to lose. And then, of course, it's Newcastle in the Carabao Cup. So that. I'm, I'm not interested in that. Uh, Leeds at home. I, I'll say the same as I said last week. I do still feel that that can go either way. But looking at the performance um, against Brighton, then, you know, Leeds have got to be looking at that and thinking they can get three points. Everton away. Um, they're going to be very, very organised under many, it says, aren't they? So that might be a difficult one. But again, I, I, it, it can go either way. Um and Arsenal after that. that. That's the first game, the Arsenal game, and that just shows how far Arsenal have fallen. When I'm looking at, at it and thinking, that could be our first point. We, we should be getting a point against them, and that, that's how bad they are. Then we've got Leicester away again. You could pretty much write that one off. And then it's Norwich on the 2nd of October. Now, we didn't get our first win last season till October, I think, wasn't it, against Palace at home. I can't remember exactly, so... Um, 
don't be shouting too loud if I'm wrong. You know, sometimes off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly the things, uh, some of the stats and stuff. But yeah, it, it was definitely the Palace game, our first win last season. And I'm pretty sure it was early to mid-October. Um, so we are now looking at a, a similar scenario uh, to last season where we could start the season very, very slow. And then after that, you're always playing catch-up, aren't you? Um, and you don't really want to be doing that. Like I said on, on the podcast last week, the only time we started the season well in the last few years is when we beat Chelsea at Chelsea. All right, we lost to West Brom after that, but still we pushed on, didn't we, really, after that. And then we were always sort of like ahead of the curve and you're just riding on the crest of a wave and, you know, playing with that momentum behind you. And then next thing you know, you're knocking on door of European places and thankfully we sneaked into it. But ever since then, we always seem to be playing catch-up and we're always, you know, trying as best to, 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 to get out of the relegation zone. And it's looking like it's going to be another season like that now. Now, again, I don't want to go full doom and gloom because I'm... I'm not one of them that thinks, oh, you know, pace out, die shout. There's been a few ridiculous shouts for that as well, let's be fair. Um, not that I agree with them, but um, it just shows how, how frustrated people are becoming, I suppose. But they are idiots, people saying die shout. Let's be fair, if it wasn't for Daesh, we might as well pack up and go on now. And that is the reason why I'll put on record now, despite, you know, how poor we were in the second half against Brighton, I do still think we'll be okay because we have Sean Daesh. Now, tell you what I'm going to do. Let's assess that Brighton game then. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched it back since. Obviously, I was on the game. Um, and that's one thing I will say, actually. Let's, it was good to be back at the turf. Uh, in fact, first of all, uh, before I get into it, I'll do a bit of housekeeping, of course. If you're watching on YouTube, you will already noticed that I am, of course, on my own. And if you're listening to it, you will have noticed that um, you haven't heard anybody else yet. Yeah, this week, unfortunately, I am on my own. Um, Simon's unwell again. Um, I've not asked Johnny yet. Uh, because I don't want to overuse Johnny because I'm going to need him at certain points. So, Johnny, if you're listening, uh, maybe a, a watch along this Saturday if you're not going on. Uh, unfortunately, uh, because of childcare, I can't make it. And I'm a little bit annoyed, actually, because um, obviously I love my little boy to bits. Um, so, but I wanted to go to the Liverpool game. Couldn't because the missus is working, which is fair enough. Um, so I thought, oh, I'll have to miss a Liverpool game, but you know, at least I can do a watch along. Then I get a phone call from Robbie from AFTV this week, uh, well, a voice message. Um, and I opens this voice message off Robbie from AFTV because obviously I did some bits with him last season. I don't know if you remember. And he's like, hey, yo, ring me when you get this message and all that. So I'm like, I wonder what he wants. So I ring him up because I thought, we're not playing Arsenal this weekend. So I ring him up and he's like, hey, mate, how you doing and all that? And I'm like, yeah, buzzy, mate, how are you? He's like, yeah, yeah, listen, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, we're doing a watch along for the for the Burnley-Liverpool game because he's got his own channel now, uh, not just AFTV, like... Uh, Don Robbie, I think I think it's called. If you want to search it and give it a subscribe, please do. I quite like Robbie. I think his content's pretty good. Um, and he wanted to get me down to do a watch-along. Uh, him, a, a Liverpool fan, and me. Um, so I'm a little bit gutted. But again, I had to turn him down because I'm um, you know, no childcare. But that does mean for you guys, I will be doing a watch-along. And even if I have to do it on my own, um, I, will, I will do it on my own. I've done watch-alongs on my own before. And another thing, I know I said on the podcast last week, that we will be doing um, sort of like a post-match review show of the Brighton game. Um, unfortunately, nobody else could do it with me. I asked five different people. Um, nobody could do it with me. Um, so I had to pull out of that one. Because I don't really think something like that is something I want to sit there and debate with people. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I can do that one on my own. So um, as I said on the podcast last week and a couple of weeks before that, if you want to be part of the Turfcast team, we're looking for a few people to come in and help us out for situations like that. You know, just to be part of the crew of, of members that we pick from. Of course, we've got Simon, we've got Jared, we've got Johnny. Um, but, you know, it's every now and then you can't really do it. We've got Kieran as well, I guess. Um, I, I could, probably could have asked Kieran last week. I forgot to be honest, Kieran, if you're listening. Sorry about that. 
Um, but yeah, and, and I know a few other people have been in touch as well and said they can help out here and there. Um, but it'd be good to get more people to sort of like go to, and then we could have like big debate shows and things like that, and you know, where people just discuss things, and that's the sort of thing that I want to do after every game. Um, but unfortunately, this week we weren't able to do it, so that's why this is the first podcast really since then, uh, and and the first and the first YouTube upload since then. But don't worry, this weekend I will 100% be doing a watch along, and I'll do that on my own if I have to, and hopefully some of the lads will be available for a um, a review show. I don't think Simon will be though because he's going on the game. But you know, if I leave it a few hours until afterwards. You know, fingers crossed he can help out. Maybe maybe Sunday morning, but I'll let you know. We'll keep an eye out on social media um, for when that is out, if it comes out. <clears throat> fingers crossed it will be. But yeah, let's have a look at the um, the game then. So I've just opened it up on YouTube now. It's on uh, Westie taking the corner. Of course, this is very early on in the game, so it will be when we score. Brilliant corner from Westie. Uh, brilliant header from Tarke. And we've gone 1-0 up. And what was that on the clock? Three minutes, three and a half minutes. Again, I can't remember exactly. I'll just quickly open it up on flash score. Uh, second minute. So that's how fast we scored that goal. We scored it in the second minute. A brilliant start from Burnley. Fantastic corner from Wester. And by the way, let's let's discuss that potential foul um, on, is it Morpay? Yeah, Morpay. Tarky's an absolute beast there, isn't it? I mean, we all know Tarky's a beast. All the Burnley fans know Tarky's a beast. But I have no idea how that is even looked at. So Morpay, he can't defend. Admittedly, he's a striker. So all he's done is stood in Tarky's way. If anything, that should be obstruction. Um, but Tarky's a beast. Moves in out of the way, no problem. Morpay obviously needs to get a hit in the gym um, if he wants to be defending uh, better than that. But of course, that wasn't the only thing. Um, we started the second half quite well. Their goalkeeper... Kicked it out, terrible kick out to Johan Berggummerson. He gets the ball, he runs at their defenders, he cuts in, cuts out, hits it with his right foot as well. And it's, I've just seen that again for the first time. It's so unlucky. I remember at the time, just looking at it again, oh, it's so unlucky. It's such a good effort from JBG. I remember at the time, I sit in the Jimmy Mac, so it's quite difficult to see which way it's bouncing when it hits back off the post. When it hit the post, it looked to me like it was going back the other way. And into the net. So I was up celebrating for a good three or four seconds and I felt like an absolute idiot. Um, but yeah, we were so unlucky there not to get that goal. Just inches, not not even not not even that not point one of an inch, and that bounce it hits the post and goes in. That's just so unlucky. But again, here's another chance. Ben Me bar after the keeper flapped at it again. He got and then who's that that hits it over? Is it it's Tarkey? It's Tarkey does like a weird scissor kick and hits it over. But that could have easily been 3-0 there. Um so I know I've started the pod, and I always like to contradict my, myself on the pod. I know I've started the pod with all this doom and gloom and saying, look at the fixture list. Um, it could be a poor start, and I, and I stand by that. I do still think it's going to be a tough start, and I'm, I am thinking the first win's going to be that Norwich game. Um, even though I've said the Leeds and the Everton games can go either way. I do still think they can go either way, but I also think they will probably more than likely go in the way of Leeds or Everton. Um, especially with the with the threadbare squad that we've got. But again, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into some of the stuff that has been said on the transfer window after the analysis of the Brighton game. Um, but yeah, we started off so well um, and we could have easily been 3-0 up. And, and if that was the case, and obviously we're all buzzing at the minute and we're all thinking, hey, oh, we could you know, we could have a good start and, and finish mid-table and maybe even you know, push on for a cheeky Europa conference or whatever that third tier is called. Um, because I don't know what, what you have to do to qualify for that, to be honest. But... Uh, then Gummerson had a free kick anyway, not long after that, just getting back into the Brighton game as it as it comes on my screen again. Uh, poor free kick, really, let's be honest. It, it was too close, to be fair, but I remember at the time thinking we didn't really have a chance. And here we are, we're on to the, we are on to the uh, Brighton goals here. So let's have it out. <clears throat> right, so Brighton have got the ball in the middle. And I, it started, the, the, um, the clip started quite 
late on in the fact that um, Brighton are already in the middle. Now, one thing I will say is, uh, in fairness to Brighton and in fairness to Potter, all right, he has a lot more um, options at his disposal compared to Dyche, um, but they changed it at half-time. And obviously Potter's seen the fact that we were you know, pretty dominant in the first half and pretty rampant uh, to a point where we should have been, well, could have been 3-0 up. And he's then taken uh, Muepu off. Uh, apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Um, uh, and then he's brought Lalana on. Uh, so he's taken sort of like a, a more defensive-minded, excuse me, um, midfielder off to bring a more attacking-minded midfielder. And he just sort of overran the midfield as well because that's where we were getting a bit of joy uh, in the first half. We were winning the midfield battle. Um, but then, like I said, Potter brings people on and there's not really much we can do. They overrun the midfield. And that's the problem because they've changed it. They've changed their system. I had this debate again with someone on Twitter. They've changed the game. They've changed their system. And we cannot respond to that, unfortunately, because of the lack of investment for the last three, four years. Uh, we've, all, we've all had the debate about uh, the last time we signed someone. We all know it's been quite a while. Uh, the last time we signed someone to go straight into the first team squad, I've said it a million times, it's Chris Wood. Some people might argue Brownhill. He was obviously brought in originally as backup. Even Charlie Taylor's brought in originally as backup. I don't need to have that out again. Like I say, on every other podcast these days. Um, but they've, they've, like I said, they've changed their system. They've brought players on. We cannot respond to that. But in all fairness to, to the guy that was having the debate with me on uh, on Twitter, he was saying, even if Daesh had the options to change it, do you really think he would? Look at the subs that he did made when he had the chance. He's bringing Ashley Barnes on ahead of Matej Vidra. What is all that about? And then, you know, we all love Sean. And as I've just said then, people who are saying Daesh out are idiots, but he clearly has his faults. And that his substitutes are quite a big fault of his. He's got it wrong again there. Um, if anything... I wouldn't have waited that long to get Vidra on. I'd have tried to kill the game because you could sense that Brighton were getting more joy in that second half. Um, as soon as soon as really Lallana came on, uh, and he didn't he didn't really do much himself. It was just the change of the system that, that did it really well. Um, but again, Dice can't Dice can't. He looks at his bench and he doesn't have many options. Is what I'm saying. But like I said, the guy on Twitter, he has a point where he's saying, "Do you really think Dice should have made the right sub?" Because when he has made subs. With the limited options he has got, admittedly, he is still making the wrong decision. And I have to agree with that because bringing Barnes on ahead of Vidra was the wrong decision. And then for them to say, I'm bringing him on to defend better from the front. I mean, defend better from the front is people are saying it as like, oh, you know, as a manager, you should be bringing strikers on to try and kill the game off, which to an extent, I obviously I agree with because I think we should have brought Vidra on earlier to, to change the game and to try and put it out of Brighton's reach. But to then bring it on to say he wants to defend from the front, He's obviously talking about the pressing the high up the pitch there. Uh, and when Vidra is a faster player and a more agile player, you would think that Vidra will be better at doing that. And uh, apologies to the guy that sent me the stats. I've forgotten your name, but somebody sent me the stats on Twitter that prove that um, Matej Vidra is better at defending from the front because he presses players quicker and he presses players higher up the pitch um, and things like that and forces more people into errors. Um, so even, even Dyche's logic behind the sub... It's A, weird logic, and it B, it's wrong because Vidra is better at doing what he did. And the fact that Ashley Barnes came on in the 70th minute and then Brighton scored again in the 72nd just shows that he got it wrong. And then again in the 78th just shows that he got it wrong. Like, I love Dash and people who say Dash out, you're idiots, but he has his flaws and his substitutes are his flaws. But anyway, let's. I've been putting off watching this Brighton goal. Let's just watch it. So they've got the ball in the middle. He's already ahead of Barnes there. He's already ahead of Wester and Jack. 
Now, West is a little bit to the side, but he's nowhere near him. And then he's played the ball out wide. Now, this is where I love Dwight again, but this is where Dwight has his problems. Just look. If 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 you if you want if you sat at a computer or anything, or you're watching me on on YouTube, just watch the goal here and pause it at one minute forty-seven, and you can see that Charlie Taylor, because the ball is towards the middle, Charlie Taylor has has gone towards his man. Just looking at it again, yeah, Charlie Taylor's gone over towards his man. Whether that's the wrong decision or the right decision, which is a different debate, because looking at that, it look it's Ben's got that man covered, so it's probably the wrong decision. Dwight should be seeing that and then getting back. And this is why sometimes you think that Dice plays Brownell on the wings because he's, he's worried about stuff like this happening. And it seems to happen quite a lot with Dwight. Um, so then they've got all this all this room on the right, ball in. Who is it that scores that one? Morpé. Nice and easy, far too easy. I can't stand Morpé as well, prick. I'm having to watch it now. And wow, Porpy as well. He could have got that. Poppy could have come out to get that there, definitely. Yeah, it's just poor defending all round. Charlie's gone into the middle for no reason whatsoever. Dwight hasn't covered him. The ball's come in. Poppy probably could have probably got the ball. And then let's just go back to that one and then see. Let's have a look at the run that the, the, the lad who scores the goal, Lopez, makes, if I can. Just scrolling back now, having to watch it all again. Yeah, he, he gets he gets cross. Is that Lawton? No, it's is it JBG? I don't know. He gets across his marker too easily. It's just all round shocking defending. There's so many issues, and I always say this with Burnley goals. There's so there's so many little minor mistakes in there that if one of them wasn't made, that goal doesn't go in. And that's why we are sometimes so well organised. But in these scenarios, we are not. And the thing that pisses me off the most about this game is we concede the exact same fucking goal now. So I'm going to have to watch that again. So the prick Duffy starts with it again. Same guy. Same guy. It's gone out to the same guy on the right, number 13. I have no idea what his name is, and literally I don't care. Dwight, Dwight again. Oh, I've turned the bloody captions on here. I don't want to see that. All right, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Just going back, just going back. Right, I don't want to pick on anybody. No, to be fair to Dwight, he's, he's, he starts off in a good enough position. Uh, the man's getting past Charlie too easily but again you would think Paul I, I like to pause it to have a look at the position that they're in in that time and see if you know if they're in a good shape and stuff and looking at that you know they're in a decent shape Charlie's a bit slow I think he's expecting a higher cross but it's a low cross and who, who's that there and oh it's just it's, it's the same fucking goal it's the same goal and again it's just it, they both come from that right hand side so obviously whatever it, their right-hand side, our left, obviously, is what I mean. So, obviously, it wasn't very good. The same goal twice. I'm closing that because it's winding me up. Uh, the same goal twice. Uh, and, yeah, it's just very, very un-Burnley-like, I think. Uh, that's the best way to call that. Very, very un-Burnley-like. Um, but uh, it is what it is. Now, this is what I mean about that game because... If we'd have won that game, like I said, which we should have done, we'd have been happy now. We could have lost a Liverpool game and not really given a shit. But let's just have a look at the league table. I know it's a bit early, but but I do like to look at the league table. We are above Man City, mind. And it was a weird one this week, wasn't it? Ten teams won and ten teams lost. There were no draws in the league. Um, but we are 12th at the minute. Uh, just looking at some of the teams underneath us, though. Um, Newcastle, thankfully, lost. Southampton, thankfully, lost. Palace, thankfully, lost. And Norwich, thankfully, lost. Um, again, I got some stick on Twitter, shock, uh, for saying that the Brentford win against Arsenal was actually a bad result for us. And it was because now Brentford are three points in front of us. Um, there were people were saying like, how can you say that when we haven't even played? 
Because whether you like it or not, we are going to be down there this season due to lack of investment, just like we were last season. And Brentford should be down there as well. So we need them not to win football games. It is pretty simple. Um, but yeah, that's it for the Brighton game then, I guess. Um, an unfortunate one. We should have been three in the look by the time half-time came. They made the changes. We couldn't respond to them because of lack of investment for the past four years. And now, again, I'm not... not you know, I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, let's blame it all, all on garlic. That's not why I'm saying that. Obviously, we've got the point, got to the point now where, you know, the current regime has had two windows and we're not seeing much joy. Whether that's a dash issue, again, we're not sure because there is only one common, de uh, de easy for me to say, one common denominator now and it's Sean Dash. But again, I think I, I had a debate with someone on Twitter this week, Chris, if you're watching. Um it's probably a factor of things more than just one thing. It's not just garlic. It's not just dash. Uh, and it's not just pace. Now, it's obviously a big factor of things. Several factors of things, should I say, why we can't sign players. But that brings us on nicely to the debate about the transfer window. Because once again, it's another week, another podcast, and literally nothing has happened uh, in terms of transfers anyway. Um, so let's have a look at some of the things that have been said this week. About transfers, obviously, we're, we're all aware of Maxwell Corney and the fact that apparently Burnley are after him. There's a lot of noise in the media about Burnley being after him, um, but not much noise from the club. Now, I know the club, we've never been one of these clubs to sort of like say, yes, we are interested in him. But reading between the lines from the noises coming out of the club, I think I sometimes I think, I, I sometimes think it's quite easy to, to work out what's going on. Looking back to what I said last week when Alex James was on the podcast, um, you can read between the lines of what the club's saying about, well, when I say the club, I mean Dice. Well, what, what Dice is saying about Aaron Lennon, that the fact is it's probably going to happen. And reading between the lines of the stuff that he's saying about Corner, I'm looking at that and thinking it's probably not going to happen. Now, obviously, I hope I'm wrong because we need investment, we need pace, and he's got that in abundance. But just to give you a heads up for those who aren't on social media or have, you know, you know, don't really go on it or haven't seen anything this week. Um, reports came out this week that we had met Leon's valuation of him, so we were able to talk to him. Uh, reports in France then said that he doesn't want to come to Burnley and he would rather go to um, Hertha Berlin, who are also interested in him. Um, but then Alan Nixon, who's, you know, uh, I think he's a freelance journalist, who, who, who tends to be quite, you know, in there with some clubs and he does get a lot of things right. He gets a few things wrong as well, to be fair, as does even... You know, Henry Winter and and all the rest of them. I don't know who that, Fabrizio, that guy. Um, so he come out anyway and said, like, it's not dead. You know, he, the club is still trying. It, it could happen because uh, the reports in France made it sound like he was dead. But um, I got this from Lanks Live. Again, Alex James, who was on the show. Check him out and give him a follow if you haven't already. Obviously, the likes of him and, uh, and Chris Bourne from the Berlin Express and all the rest of them were at the press conference today. And Daesh was asked about Corny and Dash's latest comments on Corny are that it's a name that has been banded around by the media. I'm waiting on news on possible situations, but nothing imminent. There are a few things that we are attempting to work on, but a few things that have got away from us. So the ones that got away from us, he's, he's, he's said that after he's been asked about Corny. Um, whether he's just throwing that in there and he's, he's talking about Luckman or Maitland-Niles, I'm not sure. Um... But again, obviously, it just it's just same old, same old, isn't it? Different owners, same shite. It's just, we obviously cannot attract players for whatever reason, whether it's Dash being too picky, you know, the style of play, you know, the reputation that the town has, which is bullshit, by the way, and I'm not going to go into it again. I've had, I've had that out on Twitter this week with all the Brighton fans and, and stuff. Um, 
but what I will say is that we should be challenging stuff like that. That's why I use the platform that I've built to challenge that. It's not on these people saying that a saying that we're racist when you know ninety nine point nine nine percent of us aren't, and b you know saying that we can't afford to feed our children and things like that. It's not on, and that's why I challenged it. And it got quite heated with the sportsmen, which you know they can they can swivel. That were ridiculous statement from them. I used to I've, I've even collabed with them in the past. I was very disappointed from them. But anyway, we move on. Um, so yeah, it's it, looking at the, looking at the comments um, and stuff. I don't think it's going to happen simply because of a few things. I think I think we str- we obviously struggle to um, we obviously struggle to to attract players um, and, and things like that. So it's it's quite difficult for us. I think uh, so. Whether it's Dash or whether it's you know um, all the things that we're mentioning now, uh, we're not sure. I th- I, it's a shame that we can't do what we used to do. And just bob into the championship, you know, and buy the highest leading goal scorer. Thanks to Villa and Leeds and, and teams like that coming up, you know, we, we'd struggle with that to be fair now. So um, I'm not really sure what we're going to do. But let's have a look at some of the other comments that came out from this week's press conference from Sean Dash. Um, ben Mee was also speaking to the press. He said, um, obviously, this is referring to the Liverpool game. He says, you've got to enjoy coming up against these players. That's why we play football to test ourselves. I personally enjoy defending against top class, uh, top class players. It's one to look forward to and to try and test ourselves against them. Um, Sean Dyche, when speaking about Liverpool this week, he also said that, um, oh, sorry, on last season's win at Anfield, he said, I don't think it makes you more optimistic for this week. We caught them at a very good time and we played very well. That is the equation that you need. And we will have to have the same equation again this week. Uh, he also said on uh, this week's opponents, it is a very tough going to these places and winning games. Last season, they had some injuries and we maybe caught them at a slower period and earned the right to win the game. Um, so, yeah, that, that brings it on nicely to... Uh, I'll tell you what, before I move on to the Liverpool game, I do want to mention um, the away kit because obviously the away kit is finally out. Um, I'm not sure why it took so long because, as I've said before, they took the pictures a very long time ago. Um, I was I said on a podcast two weeks ago that it was white, so everybody knew the pictures had been taken. We all knew what it looked like to a certain extent. I knew it was white with claret trim. I didn't think it was going to be that nice, but let's just have a look. That is a nice kit, isn't it? Let's let's have another look at it again. Let me know what you think in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. I personally rate that kit, Lords. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, and all we can say is well done to the club for bringing that one out. It's it's absolutely beautiful, and I am a big, big fan of it. Um, it's not it, again. It's a bit shit how long they've taken to do it because all the Burnley fans who will be going to Anfield, if you're fortunate enough, you know, to get a babysitter, um, and all of you are going to Anfield, no fan can wear that shirt unless unless you get it on Saturday and then bomb it down. Which to be fair, you'll make it. So a few fans will. But the fact that we can only get that on the day that we are playing our first away game is a bit shit. It's a shambles. And I know a few of you um, always say, like, I don't understand what the big deal is. It's going to come out when it comes out. It's all about marketing and it's all about, you know, the Burnley brand. So I don't understand why it's taken so long. If you get the shirt out earlier, more and more people will buy it and more and more people will be representing the Burnley brand and more and more traction on social media to, to you know, show off the Burnley brand. Um, just looking at some of the pictures that they brought out of the players wearing it, why on earth did they choose Dale Stevens? Uh, I have no idea why they chose Dale Stevens to to to, to wear the kit, um, but it is a lovely kit, um, and I am I'm I said it before. I don't think I said it on a podcast. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not a big fan of the own one. I just the sleeves look weird. The fact that the shorts don't match the sleeves in terms of colour is weird. I, I will buy it. Obviously, honestly, you could they could serve up a pile of sick and put a crest on it, and I'd buy it. But I'm 
I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the away one first. I should be getting paid at the time of recording this tomorrow, at the time the majority of you listing on Friday. So I will be bobbing down to the club shop on Saturday, just in time for the Liverpool game. So I should be wearing it for the watch along. Get in. Just thought I should be wearing it for the watch along. So I am gonna get down, uh, get the away kit, and then I'll wait until you know maybe next month until I get the uh, the home kit. Having said that. Um, the um, third kit, as I've said on social media, because I'm, you know, I've been told what the away kit is going to look like. I wasn't, you know, um, I, I was a bit apprehensive about tweeting the away kit. But once I tweeted it and nobody cared, and it ended up being white and nobody cared, I thought, well, sorry, I'll just tell everyone that the third kit is going to be navy blue with gold trim and apparently a gold sponsor. Not sure what the crest is going to look like. I quite like it when the crest is, you know, like last season's yellow kit, the crest was yellow and claret rather than it being the full colours like it is on this season's away kit. So I'm not sure if they're going to do a gold crest. I would like that. I like it when the crest matches the um, colours of the kit. I really do. Uh, to be fair, I, 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 I like it when it doesn't as well. But I think with a navy, navy blue and gold kit, I think it'll look so much smarter if that crest is just, you know, like gold. It, it'd be well smart. Um, but yeah, shout out to Burnley for getting that one spot on. I should have said shout out to Umbro because if you look at some of the comments that we had a few scenes ago, which by the way, I, I have liked every single kit apart from this year's home kit that Umbro have done. And people are giving him so much grief and go, we should go back to Puma. The Puma kits were so much better. Puma, this season, have you seen that Man City kit? Have you seen that? Is it Dortmund and, and Valencia and a few others? That, that, that Them third kits are shocking. So if we'd have had a third kit like that, no, I would have been fuming. Um, so I'm I, I, big shout out to Umbra. I, th- I think the kits that they've done have been really, really nice. I've really, really enjoyed the kits, and this season's away kit is the best we've had in a long time. I prefer it to um, you know the season when we finished seventh and we had a similar look, but we had the horizontal stripes in claret rather than the vertical stripes. I, I prefer it to that one. Um, yeah, it, it's it's one of the best we've had in, in quite a long time. Right, so that brings us on nicely to this weekend's game against Liverpool. Now, of course, we have quite a decent record in recent years at Anfield. Obviously, we won there last season, ending their ridiculous home record um, where they'd just not lost for about 17 years. Uh, the season before that, which is obviously when they won the league, admittedly we played them after we won the league, but still, the season before that, when they won the league and they were class and they didn't have any injuries, because that's what a lot of people are saying. They're saying, well, they are, you know, they had quite a lot of injuries last season, which, you know, in fairness, they did. Um the season before that, they didn't have many injuries. Uh, I remember Jay Rodriguez scoring the goal that turned uh, Van Dyke, you know, into you know, a bit soft, really. You know, remember the uh, the image where people um, they put put like handbag on him, didn't they, and stuff like that. And um, I can't remember it now exactly. Sort of like turning away and just like wincing and stuff. And that, like, yeah, I, I think I tweeted it saying when the best uh, centre back in in the league apparently um, faced a shot from Jay Rodriguez. Um, and then, like I said, people got on it and started tweeting like pictures of it with handbags in it and things like that. So basically, um, what I'm saying is um, they didn't have injuries that season, uh, and we still managed to, you know, to to, to beat uh, to draw them there. And of course, in 2017, um, we drew there then as well. Um, so you know, we, we've done all right against Liverpool in recent years. You know, it, it isn't the battering that we get against City. Put it that way. Um, I don't know why, because Liverpool are a bit. You know, I feel like Liverpool are faster. You know, you know, with, with the is it the Gergen press or whatever they call it. Um, basically the high press up the pitch. Liverpool are faster with that um, and they don't tend to... You know, when Liverpool have the ball as well, I think they're faster than City. City are more likely to, to wait patiently 
and drag you out of position, whereas Liverpool will just get the ball and run at you and try and catch you on the counter-attack. So you would think, looking at that and at how well we are set up traditionally, um, that Liverpool would have some joy against us. But we've had quite a bit of joy against them recently. All right. The beaters at the turf. Um, obviously, when the fans were back at the turf last season, uh, I, I went on that game and we were we were very poor. Norris was in the net, though, to be fair. Um, two of them goals were just shocking Shocking goals uh, to concede for any goalkeeper, never mind a Premier League goalkeeper. Um, but that's a different debate. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm look. I'm not going into this game at all and, and saying that, that you know that we could get a win because I do think I do think ultimately we are going to lose. My prediction is is two 0 to Liverpool. I think it's their first game back at Anfield. They've sold out um, a full house at Anfield. They're going to be well up for it. Let, all, all these factors, you know, are obviously against us. Um, you know, they don't have any injuries now, um, so I think it's going to be a tough one. So I think it is going to be. Uh, 2-0 to Liverpool. Well, like I said, we are doing the watch-along, um, so you can join me for that. Unfortunately, that's going to be it for this week's podcast. I know it's a little bit shorter than usual, but like I said, I am on my own, and it is difficult to just sit here and chat um, when you are on your own um, about certain things and things like that. It's better to have a debate, isn't it? And that's why, like I said, if you do want to be part of the Turfcast team, it doesn't matter where you're from, as long as you're a Burnley fan, um, please get in touch with us on social media. You can leave a comment in YouTube if you want or DM us or, or whatever if you can do that on YouTube. I don't know. Just DM us on, DM us on Facebook, DM us on Twitter uh, and we'll hopefully get you involved in the next podcast or the next watch along or even the next review show. We want to build like a team of Burnley fans where we all debate it, uh, debate certain Burnley issues and things like that. So hopefully we never miss a show again. That's the point. I don't want to miss shows again like we missed one on Saturday because... You know, because a few people have pulled out and things like that. Now, you know, I understand people have lives and stuff. That's fine. So that's why I want to keep the same people, but also build sort of like a, a bit of a, a um, um, sort of like a, a bigger pool, a bigger pool of people where we can just sort of like, um, you know, send messages out. Are you available this week? Let's get you on this week. Then we'll have you on this week. And then, you know, you might not be on it again for a month. Um, but, you know, because, you know, even sometimes I obviously... There were a few watch-alongs last season that I couldn't do. Big shout-out to Kieran and Johnny and Simon for stepping in when I couldn't, and, of course, Jared. Um, so, yeah, happy days. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week's Turfcast. Um, I will definitely 100%, 100%, I promise you now, I will be doing a watch-along. I will be sat at home in the new away kit, hopefully. I've got my little boy because, like I said, I couldn't find a babysitter. Um, so he's going to be on the settee with me. Probably not this one. Probably the one downstairs. Maybe this one. I might try my, uh, my, new, my new office out. Um, I ain't got a TV in it yet. I do need to put the TV over there, though. Um, but we'll see how far the stream is behind that. My perfectly legal stream, um, should I say. But thanks for watching or listening. And we'll see you for the watch along. If not, I'll hopefully be doing a, a review show on late on Saturday or Sunday. I think I'm working on Saturday, actually. So probably Sunday. Um, and then if not, we'll see you for the podcast next week. But thanks for watching and we'll see you next time. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.